Coming up on The Potter's Touch. If you were connected with where you are right now, if you were connected with the roles you have and the rings you wear and the people you say you love and the life you want to live and the place you expect to be, if you are not connected, you are paralyzed. If you are not connected, you are dysfunctional. If you are not connected, maybe that's why you're not respected because you can't be respected if you're not Welcome to the Potter's Touch. I'm Pastor Cora Jakes Coleman. Today's message will encourage you to not settle for the mediocre. There are great things that God wants to do in you and through you. Listen as my father shares his message called, I Got This. The reason I want you to understand about Jesus' relationship with Capernaum, because I think it is so ironic that it is in this same city where they have rejected his leadership that we are studying a man who, who is a paralytic. So I want to move from the relationship that Jesus has with Capernaum to the individual in Capernaum who is paralytic. When, when, they, when the Bible says either sick or palsy or that he's paralytic, you, you, you focus on the fact that his body does not move. But I want you to think deeper than the fact that the body doesn't move because that your body cannot be moving right now. That doesn't make you a paralytic. It is not the fact that his body doesn't move. It is the fact that his body doesn't obey his head. That is the great takeaway point, and that is the point of synergistic thought between the relationship between Jesus and Capernaum and this man's physical condition because he is a paralytic only because when his head sends a signal, his body does not respond. This man is then physically what the city is spiritually. Are you with me? Because Jesus as the head is sending a signal to a city that does not respond to the head. So the paralytic man is a physical picture of the paralytic city who rejects the signals from his head. Let's look a little deeper into this man's, this paralytic man's relationship with his body because here lies the problem. His head is saying something that his body will not do. Let's see what we can get out of that. How, how many times have you made a decision that you didn't keep? How many times have you made a vow and broke it? How many times has your head said something that didn't reflect in your body? How many times have you prayed a prayer and made a covenant with God and went out and broke it? Or made a promise to yourself and broke it? Or made a promise to your wife and broke it? Or made a promise to your kids and broke it? it, it how many times has your head said something that your body didn't act out? If, if you can relate to that, then maybe you are the man on the mat. The, the man would not be on the mat 
or, or I think King James called it a bed. He, he wouldn't have been on the bed if things were working. What systems have we put in place for the things that don't work right? These systems and structures uh, are, are the things that we do to compensate for the things that don't work. There are all kinds of things that people build into their lives to compensate for their inabilities or overcompensate <laughs> or go overboard trying, trying to distract you from the fact that I'm really not good at this. I razzle dazzle you about that because I don't want you to see that over here I'm not so fudgy much. These, these, these little mats we lie in, these little systems we put in place, these little situations that we build around ourselves to cover for our incapacities, never confronting what's wrong, we comfort what's wrong. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're amening. We, we don't confront what's wrong. We comfort what's wrong. We, we make a bed for it. We make a pallet for it. We make an excuse for it. We, we have a list of rules not to challenge our limitations. And, and so we, we are not growing. We are not growing because if there's nothing wrong with his head, there's something wrong with his body. His body is not responding to what the head is saying. And in order to survive, we make these systems to compensate for our weaknesses and our willfulness. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves laying in a bed that we built to compensate for what doesn't work. We won't confront the issue in the house. We make a bed for it. How many beds have you made for the things you won't confront. For the way that you handle money. For where you could have been in your life and in your career. For the souls you should have won. For the people that should know Jesus in your life. But, but because they know your temper better than they know your Jesus, you still can come to church and get your shout in. You don't feel convicted because you made a bed for it. Anytime you make a bed for it, you get comfortable in your incapacities. And you never challenge yourself to be who you could be. You just make a bed for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people recognize you got some beds in your life? You make a bed for it. You, you could have been great. You're going to walk all day. You might as well sit down. You, you, you would be, let me, I'm going to be all over this place today. You, you would be so much further if you would grasp the God of the church you go to rather than the church of the God you worship. See, people do better about grasping church than they do grasping God. Because if you ever grasp the concept that you are not just coming to church, but you're worshiping a living Savior who is able to challenge every limitation in your life, there is no way you could hear this word and go back home and get in that same bed and still argue like you argue and fight like you fight and ride home and fuss and cuss and still be the same person that you used to be. Why are, not you, why are you not changing? You made a bed for it. How can you come to church and worship and raise your hand and have such a good time and then go home and be hellish and spiteful and evil and contrary and, and the kids don't even know that mom and dad are a Christian? How could that be possible? How could you take communion and baptism and fall out in the aisle and be slain in the spirit and never be altered? It's because you... We are looking at a man 
who is tired of laying in the bed. He's just tired. He's just tired of not functioning. He's tired of going through the motions and not functioning. He's tired of not being plugged up in his life, in his house, with his wife. You know how you can show up and still not be at home? Grunt at all the appropriate places and say, yeah, uh-huh, and not even be there. This guy is tired of not functioning. And so he develops a relationship with his friends. And he says, get me to Jesus. I, I want to take a moment and talk about hooking up with people that are taking you somewhere. You know, he didn't hook up with people who sat by the bed. I see people today who hook up with people who comfort you in your crisis, but don't carry you to your deliverance. He didn't hook up with four paralyzed guys so he would fit in. Are you running with people who are as dysfunctional as you are? I, I'm gonna ask you, are you running with people who are as dysfunctional as you are just so that you can make dysfunction look normal? Because if you surround yourself with people who can't walk, then walking, not walking looks normal. And you may be comfortable, but you'll never have a miracle when you surround yourself with people who can't carry you beyond your present condition. I don't know about you, but I don't have time for it. If this ain't going nowhere, let's give it up. If we're not gonna move, let's just walk away. I don't have time, maybe because I'm getting older, I don't have time to hang around with people who are just shooting the breeze, but they're not going anywhere. If I can't walk, I want to run around with people that can walk because maybe walking is contagious. So the man is teaching me to surround myself with people who can do what I cannot do so I can go where I cannot go, so I can be what I cannot be. I must surround myself with people who are not limited in the same areas that I am limited. Look around you and ask your neighbor, have you got legs? Yeah, have you got legs? Because this is not my year to run around with people who are mobilized, uh, immobile. I'm looking for somebody who's moving. I'm looking for somebody who's going. I'm looking for somebody who's got some energy. I'm looking for somebody who's got some strength. I'm looking for somebody who can take it to the next level. I'm looking for somebody that can move this thing along. I don't just need somebody laying in the bed beside me, keeping me company. I don't need company. I need movement. <laughs> We're gonna move if we gotta move in a stretcher. We're gonna move if we gotta move in a cot. We're gonna move if we gotta move in an ambulance. We're gonna move if we gotta move in a wheelchair. We're gonna move if we gotta row in a rowboat. We're gonna move if we gotta walk on a cave. I refuse to be paralyzed. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I command you in the name of Jesus 
This is your season to break out and live. Yes, I'm a move. I'm a move if it hurts. I'm a move if it don't hurt. I'm a move arthritis. Arthritis, if you're coming with me, you better get ready to move. We're going to church this morning. Swollen knee and bad back, you got to come on to church. We're getting ready to praise the Lord. Somebody take about 10 seconds and just move something. Move, 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 move. I'm excited because I see women today shattering ceilings, going into new areas, but often they're going in with education, but education is totally different from mentoring. A masterclass sets you in the room with the woman who did it before you. It sets you in the room with trailblazers. It lets you see how they think. It's one thing to tweak what I said, but it's another thing to understand why I said it. And the greatest thing that a person can give you is not the what, but the why. Women today are faced with opportunities a door has flung open in the heavenlies that has allowed them to do things that historically they've never been able to do before. But without master classes and mentoring and training, your gift will carry you where your training will not allow you to stay. obstacles tells me how quick there will be a change in your life. These four men carried the one man up to the door and they couldn't get in the door. They did not abort the mission because they confronted an obstacle. If they didn't, why are you? Do you not know the first thing Jesus said to Mary and Martha when they came to the tomb, when they, when they got through crying? He said, show me where you laid him down. He said, show me where you gave up. Who told you to quit just because you hit an obstacle? You'll never win if you allow the obstacle to overthrow you. People who overcome things in life, they didn't overcome things because they didn't have obstacles. Sure, you run into a brick wall trying to do what you're trying to do. That doesn't mean that God's not going to bless you. It just means that God's going to train you while he blesses you. I'm not sure how they got him up that wall. Every scenario that I picture in my mind is quite complicated. But I do know that how you confront obstacles determines how your story ends. God did not promise you a convenient miracle. He didn't promise you a convenient marriage, a convenient business a convenient child. He didn't have a convenient life. How do you get to have a convenient life? So I asked myself, you know, maybe they tied him to the bed and then two of them hoisted him up while the other two got up on the roof and started pulling. All I, all I know for sure is that that was a rough ride going up the side of that house. Isn't it funny? When you're closest to the answer, things get the hardest. 
They made it over the road without having to be creative, but when they got close to the miracle, now they had to be creative. I don't know who this is for. You are right in the home stretch. This is no time to quit. This is a time to be creative. This is a time to be creative. This is a time to look at the wall and go, hmm. This is the time you need a strategy. Hmm. People who look at obstacles and go, hmm, that means that going back is not an option. It's not an option. It's not an option. Hey, hey, hey man, we're gonna strap you down. This is gonna hurt a little bit. Your leg might be hanging out. I may mess up your hair, but when I get finished, we're going to get to the top of this thing. We are not going back home the way we came. Are there any people in here that going back is not an option? So they got him up on the roof. I love his voice. He has some boys. He has some boys. I want these boys on my board. Not only were they creative enough to climb the wall, they were tenacious enough to tear off the roof. Maybe, my, maybe I should have titled this message, you running with the wrong boys. If you don't have no tear off the roof people on your team, change your team. I am too old to be running around with people who don't tear off the roof. I don't have time to sit by the side of the house and let the miracle walk past me. I got to surround myself with some ninja type people who will tear off the roof. That's how I feel about it. Watch this. When they tore the roof off, they start lowering him down to Jesus. The closer he got to Jesus, the further he got away from his buddies. We have carried you as far as we can carry you. The rest of it is between you and Jesus. I told you everything I knew how to tell you. I taught you everything I knew how to teach you. I prayed for you. I laid hands on you. Now this is where I get out of the story. The rest of it is between you and Jesus. Somebody in this room, you need to lower some of them people you carrying down into the presence of the Lord. Turn it over to the Lord. You did everything you can do. You can't live for them. You can't die for them. I know that's your child, but you can't control him. You raised him. Now turn him over to Jesus and get out of God's way. The rest of it is between you and the Lord. Watch, watch this. If your relationship with God doesn't change your relationship with that bed, then I question your relationship with God. The critics are now saying, he got a nerve saying forgive sins. He, nobody can do that but God. Jesus says, what is easier to say? Son, thy sins be forgiven thee, or take up your bed and walk. He says, your relationship with me should change your relationship with the bed. 
The thing that held you, the place where you got stuck, the thing that's dysfunctional, the thing that doesn't move. He says, your relationship with me should change your relationship with anger. He says, you can't say you have a relationship with me and you're still flying off on everybody. Your children are scared when your car comes home. You can't say you have a relationship with me and you are still stuck in that same bed. Your relationship with God should change your relationship with things around you. I don't care how much you had, church. I don't care how much you give an offer. I don't care if you fall out and be slain in the spirit. If it doesn't change you, it doesn't work. It's got to change you. It's got to change you or it doesn't work. See, if, if, if we don't preach a gospel that works, people are going to judge us as irrelevant. You need a relationship with God that challenges your limitations. And so Jesus says to him, I know that the only way you've been mobile was with help. I know that the only way you paid bills was with help. I know that the only way you got clothes was a sugar daddy. I know, don't, 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 don't move. Stay right where you are. I know that the only way you survived was being slick. I, I want a faith that brings function to my dysfunction. So Jesus says, what is easier to say, son, thy sins are forgiven thee? He said, is it easier to say I have a relationship with you or can you prove that relationship by how you relate to what didn't work before you met me? So he says, take up your bed. And, 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 and wait, this is the, the only way this bed got in here was y'all carrying it. And he says, now I'm gonna make full proof of my salvation. Maybe the four guys are still looking down from the roof saying, oh, we got to get down there and help him. Maybe, maybe they're like the guys who, who drive me around that when they open up the car door, they're still pulling my head down. And you know what, I keep telling them, I got this. I appreciate you helping me, but I got this. I thank you for the time you carried me, but I got this. I remember when you paid my rent, but I got this. I thank you for encouraging me when I was down, but I got this. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but the Lord told me to preach, I got this. You don't need what you used to need. You don't have to have what you used to have to have. Stop allowing people to help you when you don't need help. Look at them and tell them, thank you, but I got this. If you got this this morning, open your mouth and give God praise. Praise him till the devil knows you've been with Jesus. Praise him until your sickness knows you've been with Jesus. Praise him till your depression knows you've been with Jesus. I can't hear you. Praise him. 
three people and tell them I got this. 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 It's tough, but I got this. It's been rough, but I got this. I cried last night, but I got this. I had to pull myself up, but I got this. I cannot get this kind of word and go back and lay in that kind of bed. The devil is a lie. Slap somebody and tell them I got this. Thank you, Dad, for that timely word. One of the worst things we can do as believers is become comfortable with dysfunction in our lives. Every time you allow negative thoughts and that woe is me attitude to go unchallenged, you are aiding and abetting the enemy. God did not save you so that you would become a spiritual and emotional cripple. By faith, pick up your mat, stand firm on the promises of God, and step in the destiny he is calling you to. Don't worry, you got this. I'd like to take one more moment and thank all of our Global Partner System members. Because of your faithful giving to this ministry, lives are being changed as people are able to hear the gospel preached all over the world. To become a member of our Global Partner System, just text the letters GPS and your giving amount to the number 28950. You can also visit us at tdjpartners.org. Thank you and God bless you. Find the courage to overcome average through T.D. Jake's series, Exceptionalism. You would be so much further if you would grasp the God of the church you go to rather than the church of the God you worship. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive Exceptionalism, a two-DVD set. In the midst of your ordinariness, God is doing something right now, but do you see it? And when your gift is $100 or more, we will add a custom leather journal plus the blessed and favored mug set. If you are connected with the roles you have and the life you want to live, if you are not connected, you are paralyzed. Maybe that's why you're not respected, because you can't be respected if you're not... When you choose to be ordinary or exceptional. How many people want resurrection in every area of your life? in Canada. Visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. It's just amazing to see women of every color, every country. There's so many countries here coming together and their one purpose is just to get closer to God. When you think about all you went through, some of you don't understand why you need to shout. Watching other women come on stage and talk about the pain, to know that it's common that it's not something that is uniquely hers. He is no respecter of persons. And what God does for one, he will do for another. I came with a friend and a cousin and left with many sisters. Let God dig up stuff in your spirit that you never thought was there. This is my moment. This is my opportunity. And I will, as long as I have breath in my body, attend woman thou earnings. A thousand women touch and agree concerning anything. His answer will be yes! Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.